1: Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. New Focus on Wealth is a show that I sit in on Thursdays and Fridays from 1 to 2 here on KDOW, AM 1220. Write it down. Tell friends about it. I tried to do something different than other shows. A lot of shows in radio and television kind of sensationalize the headlines that they don't really understand the meaning to. And I try to turn the meaningless headlines into something that can be sensational investment advice. For instance, um, I see that Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Bud Light, you know them. They they are thinking. No, they're not thinking. They're doing. They're going to start going after hard cider as a new beverage Market for them to go up against or go with the competition. Johnny Appleseed Hard Apple Cider is going to become available nationwide April 7th. Clearly, it's alcoholic, 5.5%. It's a fast growing category that saw sales rise 78% last year at retail. They don't want to miss that. It's as simple as that. Now, this is obviously bad news to the smaller players who are more craft oriented. But it also legitimizes the category that says crafting the craft anymore. It's, it's pretty mainstream. It's not a hobby. Other big headlines out there, Starbucks and Oprah teaming up for a tea T-Venture. This is a no-brainer, right? You have someone who is, is so brandable like Oprah, and you've got someone like Starbucks who, they'll turn to alcohol to increase sales. They'll turn to baguettes to increase sales. They will turn to Oprah to increase sales. It's going to be tied towards T, so it's going to be called Tivana Oprah Kai T. I know. Can we make that one up? Can we go back in a way back machine and pretend we never heard that? Schultz shocked Howard Schultz shocked the Howard Schultz shocked the Starbucks annual report uh, meeting. If you own shares of the company, you're entitled to go to the annual meeting. Um, It's not that easy, but you're entitled. Um, He introduced Winfrey. Then he embraced her when she shook, you know, uh, shook the crowd and rocked the place. And, um, Winfrey said, in only Oprah Winfrey speak, you know, Starbucks is about nurturing the human spirit. BS. Starbucks is about a brand that makes a lot of money. Tea is a ninety billion dollar global tea market. The only thing that people globally drink more than tea is water. Even if Starbucks puts the brakes on new domestic coffee shops, it can accelerate on tea houses across the United States. So this is, a, this is why I think you want to own Starbucks. Okay. Now, yesterday, Janet Yellen spoke. Let me try to get more focused on uh, markets and less on brands and stories and how to make money. And you don't want to own Starbucks for one day. Take a look at the last 20 years of Starbucks. That's how you want to own it. But for 20 years forward. One unpleasant surprise for the markets is the Fed is more hawkish than investors currently are. So yesterday, Janet Yellen was talking. The Fed came out and basically did what everyone expected. And then Janet Yellen came out and started talking. Yap, yep, 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 yep. Right? And one of the things she said was that rates may start going higher in spring of 2015. Kind of pinpointing it a little bit more. So if you have a sugar booger and you're thinking about buying real estate property, whether to live in or to rent, you've probably got about a year from today. According to the updated forecast, yesterday you probably had about till halfway through next year before the overnight lending rates start moving higher. Quarterly Fed forecast showed more officials predicting the benchmark rate now close to zero is going to rise to at least 1% by the end of 2015 and 2.25% a year later. Now those are still really low rates. But they're now starting to push, in theory, back to norm or close to norm levels. And those are big moves. When you go from zero to one-quarter percent, that's, you know, a tectonic move. It's like going from 10 pounds, well, 100 pounds to 110, 10%, right? And then when you go from 110 to 120, it's no longer 10%. So it's a much smaller exponential move. I know that makes sense to you. Borrowing money at 3% is 33% cheaper than borrowing money at 4%. So this is going to affect corporate America. This is going to affect mortgage America. Anyone who gets a mortgage? And uh, that's kind of interesting. So data today showed the number of Americans filing applications for unemployment benefits held last week near the lowest level in almost four months. Aside, from the labor market continues to strengthen slowly. Sales of previously owned homes is a piece of economic data due out today that we will analyze. Previously owned homes are a much bigger market than new homes. They're very different in the way of how Wall Street digests them. So yesterday we got Jenny on. Today we're looking at some economic data. Sales of that economic data previously owned homes fell to the lowest level since 2012. Purchases of previously owned homes, basically, a sign the industry may be slow to recover. Contract closings on existing properties fell four tenths of a percent. The slowdown in housing since the middle of last year reflects a pickup in borrowing costs, which we've already seen and we're going to see more of. Last year, you could have got a 30-year mortgage at three and a quarter percent, three and a half. If you had good credit. Now you're probably looking at four and a half or a 30-year. Again, it all depends on you. There, no one has the best rate out there. That's bull. It's based on your credit score, your history of paying back debts. It's based on your capacity, your potential income, your income now, and your collateral. That's three biggest things that that help determine it. Now, it could be a good-looking mortgage lender who's like, hey, hey, hey I'm your man. I'm going to get the loan for you or not, I don't want not to read too much into that, but uh, we have a slowdown, and it appears that it'll continue. You know, next year, 30-year mortgages, maybe 5% from 4.5% today. Uh, it means you could borrow less. And one of the beautiful things about mortgages is that when you lock into them, you're in them for 30 years, and that cost of money doesn't readjust for inflation. Now, it goes higher, you know, it stays static, so if you get a 4% loan, it's 4% every year, right, on interest. You get the idea. I think you do. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm doing an event coming up. Before my events, I typically do a lot of research, and part of that research I turn into newsletters. And it's the content that I don't use at the seminars. But I'm going to be sending down a newsletter later today. You can go to robblack.com, robblack.com. click on the newsletter sign-up, and uh, I will get that out late today. Probably 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock is my guess, specific time. And, and this is a big and, if you want, you can also sign up for the upcoming event. It's a week from today, the 27th of March, Santa Clara Marriott, the Ten Pillars of Retirement Income Planning. I'm specifically going to be going over dividends and how to look for companies with increasing dividends in retirement. You want, if you have a choice between, in my opinion, paying off a 3.5% mortgage or investing in a good dividend growth strategy, I think as long as you can service that debt, I think going after the long term dividend growth strategy is going to help you. So, going to do a lot of tax efficient investing, going to talk Social Security benefits. CFP Chad Burton will be there. You can sign up for the event Thursday, Santa Clara Marriott from 630 to 9, 10 pillars of retirement income planning. And uh, again, the seminar sign up is there at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. But you could also drop me an email, and uh, I'll put it out the newsletter as well. So, the email newsletter sign up is at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on KDOW AM 1220. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. We'll take a break here. Be right back.
0: The overall emerging world, there's a lot of nervousness. Uh. To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDO Doubles.
1: I think we all need to start rethinking how we invest for retirement. That's kind of the goal I do on this show. I don't want you to be ashamed to tell your sugar booger, look, you know, I just got you a great Valentine's Day gift of 100 shares of Verizon. I'm cool with that. Now, she's going to look at you like you're kind of crazy, but in the end, do you have her best interest when she outlives you by 10 years, and she's got this dividend paying stock long after you've gone, you're still helping feed the family, so to speak. I think that's pretty much so love. Again, it tells you why I'm so dysfunctional in the world, and... You you know, my own management gives me grief because I don't think like you do. Um, Howard Schultz today is saying that he's concerned about dairy. Dairy costs are going up. That's inflation. Now, will Starbucks inf- pass that cost on to us? Or will we just make more cows and get more milk? We'll find out. 800 516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You can always drop me an email, rob at You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Sitting in sometimes for New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220, KDOW. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Let's talk retirement plan beneficiary mistakes. Isn't it just beneficiary mistakes overall? like insurance beneficiary mistakes, retirement plan beneficiary mistakes, or is there something unique to retirement plans that we need to know?
2: Well, the the main thing to know is that life insurance annuities and IRAs, 401Ks, the beneficiary designation that you have overrides any will or trust that you've done. And so the issue with, especially retirement accounts, if you have a very wealthy person that faces estate taxes and they make beneficiary mistakes, their IRAs can be taxed at 70% plus. Because they have state taxes, they have federal taxes, Um, and then they have estate taxes on top of the federal and state taxes. So it can really get nailed if you do it the wrong way. So the biggest issue is not having a beneficiary at all or naming your estate. Um, If you pass away under the age of 70 and a half, it forces your heirs to pay the taxes within five years. But if you've named them directly they can stretch the tax issue over their lifetime and let the account continue to actually grow and just take out a little bit each year or more if they want to, but they have the flexibility of not having to pay Uncle Sam. And if you pay it out, a larger retirement account over five years, it, it increases the tax bracket to the higher levels, and you pay so much more to the feds if you would have been able to stretch it out over your lifetime. So naming your estate or no beneficiary at all, probably the two biggest mistakes that I see out there.
1: So no beneficiary at all is a problem. What if you have no beneficiaries? What if you, like, you just don't care? You're single. got a
2: cat. got a dog. <laughs> you can create a pet trust.
1: God, I, those people drive me crazy. It's a little odd, huh? Yeah. Um, they own a home, She left money to her cat or her dog. A lot of money. Like millions.
2: Yeah, I'd be surprised if some of the state plan attorneys like Michelle Lerman that we have on quite often, she's had to do pet trusts before. And people yeah, talk about them, and, and you go through a conversation with them, and they say, my girl's my my boys or whatever, and they're talking about their animals, not their children. (laughs) Isn't that just a
1: big F you to humanity when you leave egregious amounts of money to an animal?
2: Yeah, I guess it depends on what happens after the animal dies, too. Yeah. Well, that's a mistake that people can make, is you leave retirement accounts to a trust, and the trust names a charity as a beneficiary in addition to the kids. And this is where education to your trustee comes into play, because if certain deadlines aren't met... By September of the following year after death, the charity makes sure you have to get that paid out and done and over with, and the paperwork submitted for the other kids by October in order to do these stretch IRAs. So a charity can actually complicate the IRA, yet, if you're trying to benefit your church or your charity, the best asset to leave them is a portion of your retirement account, because they will never pay taxes on that money. Nobody will ever will. So, But you have to incorporate your trust, your beneficiary designations, and everything, with that idea that you want to leave money to charity and to kids. Okay. Lots of complications in that, right? Yeah, you know,
1: I've had a family member recently been named to a uh, trustee of a trust, Mm -hmm. executor of the will, kind of, you know, the overseer of the the wealth. Yep. That's a stressful position.
2: It's horrible. People act like, hey, I'm going to name you as my executor or my trustee, and, like, it's a great honor. And all of a sudden you're dealing with three kids that don't get along, Mounds and mounds of paperwork, going through the person's desk, seeing where assets are or aren't anymore. People looking for advances. Yeah. And if you don't have that person, I mean, oftentimes there are kids that don't get along. Um, Oftentimes naming a professional fiduciary to handle the estate for a fee is a better idea. Um, And simplifying things. You might have your trust, but you still need a a separate letter that says what, you know, for certain items. Um, Jewelry, your autos, um, things like that. Um, and so that way you can have a separate letter with your trust rather than a pay an attorney every time you want to change your mind. One of the
1: problems of this particular scenario, the executor, um, she, so the parents basically gave $200,000 to one daughter, made the other daughter the executor with a note that says you get $200,000 upon death. But they gave $200,000 to their one daughter so she go out and buy a house while the other daughter's waiting for the money. Let's say she waits 20, 30 years. Does she get 5% interest every year? Does she get... And then the original people, their house goes, let's say it goes bankrupt and the house, like...
2: They so they still want money because their house they bought in 2007 yeah. is now worthless or upside down.
1: It, and that's how it can get messy very fast. Yeah. And then you get spouses going like, but don't we get interest? Or can I get some
2: now because I want to buy a truck? Um,
1: executor is not a sexy possession.
2: No, it's, so. it's tough. And then, you know, 55% of marriages end in divorce. People have to update their estate plans after divorce. You've seen numerous stories where people die and money goes to the ex spouse all the time. Um, and prenups. And Arisa Law, if you're doing a second marriage, the prenup doesn't really help with your retirement plan. You have to have a spouse a waiver after the fact.
1: All fun topics at CFP Chad Burke, and You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about, Um, particularly what's happening in the stock markets. Stocks fell yesterday on the Janet Yellen rate comments, basically meaning borrowing costs are going to be going higher. Jobless claims, uh, they have basically been coming in pretty good. They are encouraging. If people have a job, they go to stores. They Spend their paycheck. The sales of existing home sales in the U.S., yeah, a little weather effect, a little higher borrowing costs. I can tell you in my hometown that demand for housing is, is great. But some people are priced out of the market that want to be in the market. Coming up, I'm going to be talking with the street, about a new tech story out there. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Talk about future investing tech coming up right after this break. Be right back.
0: visit rob black online at robblack.com now back to rob black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW
1: joining me now
3: Chris Diaccia, the streets tech reporter how are you chris good rob thanks for having me back um
1: uh, Yes, it's always good to talk to you because we're always talking Elon Musk, Tesla, Apple, Pandora, cool, sexy topics in my world. And it, it has that bleed over into the investment world as well.
3: Absolutely. And, it, you know, it, these, are, these are big, big topics. I mean, Tesla's kind of been in the news recently because of um, the legislation that New Jersey has passed making it illegal. So these are, these are hot button issues, and they not only bleed from technology, but there's a lot of money to be made and lost with some of these companies.
1: And the trends change pretty aggressively. You know, um, MySpace goes away, AOL goes away. What's to say Facebook one day won't go away other than its massive volume and size at this point in time?
3: That's a great point, Rob. I mean, people thought that years ago that AOL would never go away and it would be the most relevant company um as it pertains to the Internet space, and obviously that's not true today. So there's a really good chance that maybe Facebook suffers the same kind of fate that AOL did. We've seen them spend $19 billion in cash and stock on WhatsApp. What's to say that Facebook doesn't go out and spend its way trying to keep up with the latest, hottest acquisition, keeping people in their quote-unquote walled garden, and maybe that's a failed um, you know, a failed way of doing business two or three years down the line.
1: So you write for the street.com and people, you know, you're a tech reporter. So, again, you're covering all the topics that we're talking about today. One of the big trends recently, Chris, is uh, mobile is starting to take over desktop, whether it be in sales, Mm e-commerce, or, you know, usability. It just didn't even mind share. I think people see the tablet and the phone as their connection to the Internet these days.
3: Yeah, it really all started back in 2007, really, when, when Apple introduced the iPhone. And then in 2010, when Apple introduced the iPad, we've seen smartphones and tablets explode in the past few years. You know, The higher-end smartphones have started to come down a little bit as growth in you know some of the bigger markets, like the U.S. and the U.K. have matured a little bit, but tablets are still growing pretty healthily. And people are doing more and more with them. They're not just sitting on there watching Netflix on Hulu. And that's kind of what Microsoft's thinking is, you know, we'll find out in the next couple days um, when Microsoft makes the announcement that they're going to release Office, you know, their enterprise software for the iPad. Traditionally, Microsoft had been against doing that because they wanted people to be inside the Windows ecosystem we I mean, we've had you know a version of office for the iPhone but it's been attached to office 365 and it's not you know a full fledged version of office but doing actual content creation on a tablet especially with a microsoft piece of software is something that that really changes the game for tablets i'm going a little off script here if you don't mind um, cuz i just want to
1: pick your brain today and The whole desktop story, it's it's a great story, but do you think that means the end for companies like Dell and HP, or will there be a place for laptop, desktop, enough of a place that it's not marginalized?
3: That's a really good question. I mean, I don't think that you're going to see PC and notebook sales collapse overnight by bringing more and more enterprise-type software to tablets because tablets, you know, they're still not – where PCs are in terms of computing power, but we're going to see that trend line continue to decline as more people use tablets and as tablets become more powerful. It only makes sense that something that's more portable than you know a big hulky you know desktop that those will continue to see the or, or the consumer dollars and people will continue to buy them. I can't see that. I can't see, you know, a workplace replacing every desktop and laptop with a tablet in the next two or three years. Maybe five years down the line, um, maybe we see two, these two-in-one devices like the Microsoft Surface or um, some of the Ultrabooks or some offerings by Dell and HP. Maybe, th- maybe they start to become more relevant in the workplace than your traditional PC. Let's
1: uh, change topics ever so slightly. Uh, you recently have been looking into Google Android Wear. It's been a big story. What's the take at the street, Chris?
3: Right now, I mean, this is this is a really big thing. I mean, I'm I'm excited to see where Google takes Android for wearables. You know, they made the announcement the other day that they they're, they released the operating system and. Um, obviously, you know, wearables are what everyone in technology thinks is going to be the next big thing, whether it's a watch or glasses or, you know, what ha- or whatever the next form takes place. But I'm really excited to see this because not only does it allow for people to continue monetizing, you know, based off apps or ads, but it could also change the health and fitness market, too. I mean, that's kind of really where people are looking at wearables being really relevant is the health and fitness market. And if Google, um, Android wear really takes off, then potentially we see the problems that we have with healthcare costs in this country start to come down because people are really starting to realize, you know, I need to take better care of myself and I have something that I'm wearing on my body almost 24 hours a day, you know, reminding me, uh, calories lost. Or you know, exercising the sleep patterns. This is this is not just a play for Google to generate additional um, sales for, and market share for its operating system, but it collects more data for people, and that has wide-ranging effects, not just in technology, but so many other industries as well. Speaking with Chris Diacci, the
1: tech reporter or a tech reporter at the dot com. Um, tech Geek, self proclaimed tech geek. How about the, the Pandora versus Apple radio? Is there
3: a fight there in Apple or is this just Pandora's game to lose? I mean, you know, I've seen everyone come out and say that the next streaming service is a Pandora quote unquote killer. And so far we haven't seen that happen. Um, Pandora still is the dominant player in internet streaming. Lately, I've seen some people starting complaining about iTunes Radio not really aggregating their data and using it to the best of their abilities. So I think Apple's kind of still learning at this point. We don't know how many people um, are actually using iTunes Radio since the last update when they said that about 10 million people were using it. That was you know, roughly about three or four months ago, maybe even a little bit more. Um, so there, it's still early for Apple when it comes to trying to take over Pandora. But there are other services, you know, like Spotify that are really doing a great job and ultimately, you know, Pandora, if they can't continue to innovate and actually use their data to be more effective, then a company like Spotify or Apple with its iTunes radio eventually surpasses them. Speaking with Chris Siachi on the
1: street, you made a funny mistake on your Twitter feed today. Can I tell you about it? Sure, what's that? You just said you're coming up, going to be talking to me on, uh, a, a, you said AM 1220 KDOW at 1030, and you, you hashtagged me at Real Rob Black, and the Real Rob Black Twitter account belongs to a porn producer. Um, oh, <laughs> well, maybe I'm not
3: talking to that then. <laughs>
1: um, so, just so you know, you may want to change that. He was actually on 60 Minutes, and uh, he was arrested and went to jail for child pornography like he's a bad guy it's, i share a name with a very bad man just so you know
3: good to know it's not, i will never make that mistake again yeah, i'm not worried
1: but it is also a, a blend of technology in real life and uh some of the mistakes we can make um any other topics I, i've seen you writing about oracle recently uh, do you think it's a salesforce oracle world or is there a place for oracle in it
3: you know that i mean oracle has done nothing except buy cloud computing companies and to try to remain themselves, to try to remain relevant, you know, as it pertains to enterprise software and we, the results this quarter weren't particularly outstanding. They did note that their cloud business is actually starting to gain a little bit more traction. I think it really is a Salesforce game to lose when there's always been, you know, worries about them from a business perspective and an accounting perspective, but that's separate from the actual business itself. I do think Salesforce's offerings are first and best in class, and Oracle is going to continue to try to buy companies like Taleo um, that they've bought. I could see them potentially buying Workday. I mean, Workday is a really expensive company right now. It's I think market cap is somewhere around eight or nine billion dollars, so it would be a big acquisition for Oracle. But Oracle can't execute on their own they need to continue buying companies if they're ever really going to compete with Salesforce you know I'd seen something today actually someone floating the idea of Oracle just completely giving up and actually buying Salesforce which would if that really happens then that really changes um, Oracle's outlook because uh, Mark Benioff and Larry Ellison are kind of frenemies right now I mean there was that war you know between the two companies quite a few years ago it seems like the two of them have started to warm up to one another. They announced a partnership late in 2013 uh, between the two companies, but I can't see that happening. But if that does, that completely changes enterprise software and cloud computing. That's a great note to end on. It's Chris Ciacci at The Street Tech Reporter. You can find
1: him at thestreet.com. You can find more about me at robblack.com. dot com. got a newsletter that I'm going to be sending out later today, free. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's Chris Ciacci.
3: Bottles and cans, just clap your hands, or just clap
0: your hands. AM 1220. Country, uh, winter in certain parts of this country. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and Radio Station.
2: My on, one upset pick.
1: Let's see how it played out. Tennessee over UMass. Trust me, I'm not playing this game. Just not going to do it. Anyhow, you can get your calls on the air. 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. Um, the topics I think are really out there on a regular basis. You know, you can find things to invest in. Take a look at like an Anheuser-Busch. It's been around since you were a little boy, little girl. Publicly trade it. Take a look at Walmart today. Here's their story today. It's been a cold winter, so this week we're going to start to put a big push on with a spring discount. So you'll be able to get like miracle Grow and charcoal and lawnmowers, all real cheap. The story behind the story is it was so cold that their sales are struggling, they want to get people in their stores make up for it. So sales mean you're not doing things at full price. Not doing things at full price means you're going to have gross margin problems. So let's say you own shares of, uh, good gosh, Gap, who owns Old Navy and who also owns uh, Banana Republic. Let's say you go in Banana, you already know that things are cheap in Old Navy. Let's say you go into Banana Republic, and you're seeing 50, 60, 70, 80% off. It's probably a good idea that, like, it's probably not far off that their margins are going to suffer. Again, I'm not saying that completely, because that would be ridiculous. And you don't want to be banana republic or gap with winter jackets laying around during the spring and summer. So you want to move that product. But when you're moving the spring product before it's early spring, uh-oh. So let's switch gears ever so slightly and talk about some places where you could stash money. If you're being a good investor and you're trying to do everything you can to get to retirement, you're probably putting in $17,500 into your 401K, your 403B, or 457. You could also contribute up to $5,500 to a traditional or Roth IRA. If you're over 50, you can make what are called catch-up contributions of up to $5,500 to an employer retirement plan and an extra $1,000 into an IRA. But employers are required to limit contributions by highly compensated employees if an insufficient number of lower-paid employees you know, uh, participate in the plan. You're considered a highly compensated employee in the United States. You'd make over $115,000. Now, in the Bay Area, depending on where you live, size of your family, $115,000 may not be highly compensated. You can't contribute to a Roth IRA if you earn more than $129,000 in 2014, $191,000 for married couples, although there's no income limit if you make after-tax contributions to a traditional IRA and then later convert it to a Roth, which is a stupid loophole, but it's a loophole, and I strongly suggest you do it. Save as much as you can, as long as you can. In your taxable accounts, investing some of your savings in a taxable account is an especially good idea if you're saving for both retirement and college. If you come up short while your child is in college, you can tap your taxable account without paying income taxes and early withdrawal fees. So, set buyers, if you have separate employment income from your own business, or you're doing some sort of freelancing, consulting, you can contribute up to 20% of your self-employment income, up to a maximum of $52,000 in 2014. And the contributions are tax deductible and grow tax deferred until retirement. It's a great way to accumulate wealth. There's a company out there that does low-cost low-fee annuities called emeritas. I think that's the way to go. If you really want to securitize some of your income in retirement, maybe 20%, uh, unfortunately, people do way too much, and they get taken advantage of by insurance agents. I was recently asked, who wouldn't you interview on your show? And I said, insurance agents that sell investments. What do you mean? Insurance agents who aren't selling insurance. What do you mean? I think insurance agents should sell auto insurance, life insurance, term life. Not variable or whole life. Variable and whole life are suddenly part insurance, part investment. The investment world has it covered with low-cost, almost no-cost mutual funds like Vanguard and Fidelity offer. I don't think you want to mix... Um, how about an attorney with a doctor? Yeah, you just want to have a doctor do your surgery, right? Not a doctor's attorney. And the same thing goes with insurance. I have no problem with insurance people. But when they cross the line and start selling annuities, and they don't explain how much they cost and how much the fees are, and how you'd be better off, and maybe they don't know. Maybe it's just tragically stupid people who don't know that you'd be better off not going with a variable or a whole life annuity. And there are tragically stupid people in the industry. So, anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Um, Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. One of the best ways to get a good return is to pay less fees. And that's why I'm against... That's why I'm so adamant about the way I talk. I want you to retire rich enough to have that income last until the day you die. And at some point in time, I want you to retire I recently said on air, I want to do less, and instantly I've I've cut things out of my life that are work-related. I'll still do the radio show. Don't worry about that. The radio show that you listen to right now on AM 1220 KDOW. I like the radio audience. Um, I find it to be a very smart audience because they're driving to work. It takes effort to listen. It takes effort to listen to a financial show and not turn it on to a pop song. So a lot of things that we'll talk about, things like spend less than you earn, have to be obvious. But sadly, sometimes they aren't. got a big event coming up on the 27th in Santa Clara. It's a retirement planning event tied towards income and tied towards the pillars in retirement. I'm going to be talking dividend stocks. You can sign up for the event the 27th in Santa Clara at the Marriott, 630 to 9 at robblack.com. It's robblack.com.
0: 7600 for a free concert at 800-516-1220 so call in we'll chat and uh, have some fun now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary here's rob black on the wall street business network
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, talking investing, talking retirement, trying to get you there. Okay, there's so many things that we can talk about. Today's March Madness. It's Thursday. The tournament begins in moments. Now, before we go there, I want to bring this up. And again, this is controversial. The first week of March Madness is also the most popular week of the year for men to get vasectomies, according to urologist studies. Men have to take a couple days off to have the procedure, which coincides nicely with basically 16, it feels like 16 hours of basketball all day long. And drama, 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 drama. So some urology clinics, and this is where I find the business story fascinating, even offer free pizza for men to get their vasectomy during March Madness. Now that to me is just like, too much, too much, make it go away. But again, it does tell you that, you know, again, uh, productivity is in that story. Marketing is in that story. Traits of business can be found in that story. You can even go as far as to say I know one urologist, and he said more men should get vasectomies because of it's good for the planet. I was like, is that really your angle? That we have finite resources on the planet and we can't use them all up by having more, like, and that was his angle. I'm fascinated by that. Now, change the topic to what's working today and why it's working today. We can talk about investing. Yesterday was not the best day on Wall Street. We do have some interesting things happening, though, on Wall Street, both positive and negative. Yesterday, Janet Yellen spoke. And let's just say the market did not like what she had to say. That she's a little more hawkish on inflation. The free lunch for... The stock market in corporate America and for mortgage money may end as soon as this time next year. That was a bit of a shocker. Again, not much. If you had asked me a year ago when would interest rates start moving higher, we probably would have said late 2014. Now we're like late 2015, mid 2015, early 2015, and nothing is written in stone, so it's impossible to truly say. But it was an unpleasant surprise that Wall Street had to process. And what I've, one thing I've learned about myself is I don't like unpleasant surprises. Apparently, Wall Street doesn't either. That's worthy of note. To get your calls on the air today, it's 800 1220 It's 800 1220 Every year I go to Yahoo, right around this time, right before the basketball game starts, And their website always is struggling. And here, this is an international powerhouse. Powerhouse, I tell you. Uh, and, well, let's just say it's struggling. So, 800 516 1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 516 1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing and more. Stocks declined yesterday sending markets to a second day of losses now quarterly fed forecasting is it's tricky but they also talked a little bit about the weather and what that looks like and what that looks like what do i mean to say here how it is slowing down the economy but they see enough there that they're not talking about slowing down the economy get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Jobless claims held low last week, near four-month low. That's positive. Markets are up today. Dow's up 47. The Nasdaq's up 6. Ob- Obama's talking pretty aggressively. And again, that's something the markets are dealing with right now. A little bit of, of international uncertainty. A little bit of monetary policy uncertainty. Obama says Congress and the IMF must act on Ukraine aid. Obama said now can now target Russian business sectors, targeting other Russian citizens and a bank, putting sanctions on more Russian officials, U.S. putting more costs on Russia. So this next war, if you want to call it that, and I don't want to call it a Cold War, and I don't want to call it a war War, a financial sanctions war, and I'm not big about calling people Hitler or not Hitler. That just seems so awkward. And I think it is. But it's worthy of note that we as a society do kind of, like, make things very black and white when sometimes we shouldn't. Under Armour is in the news today. Stern-Agee has cut its radio on the stock to neutral from buy. Stock jumped 40% so far this year. Okay. Let's say your kid is a runner. And he goes from a 10-minute mile to an 8-minute mile. In the following weeks, he starts going to like from an 8-minute mile to like an 8.15. Still doing good. You still love him. But that performance has peaked a little bit and is slowing. Now, a lot of people don't like making valuation calls where you go, it's just become too expensive. But when a stock runs so far so fast, you do have to take account of valuations. I, myself, like Under Armour. I, myself, like Nike. I see myself in more Under Armour gear and Nike gear than anything else. And that's horrible of me. When I moved to California 13 years ago or whatever it was, someone, you know, I had Nike shoes on. He's like, you really shouldn't buy this. That's so corporate. It's so corporate America. And I'm like, well, they fit my feet good. And I've never had injured feet as a runner. So I've always stayed... And You can't sometimes win these arguments, right? Um, 3D printer stocks are getting hit today. So there's a story out there on 3D printers that Hewlett-Packard's getting in the market. They're not going to forget about it. So shares of X1, 3D Systems, uh, Stratasys, all taking it on the nose today. Um, X1 taking it the most. Let's go to Rod, one of our three callers from San Jose. Rod, how are you?
3: I have a a cousin of mine. She's 50 years old and she's single. She just inherited four Vanguard mutual funds. Sure. uh, And they are bonds, intermediate-term bonds and uh, short-term bonds.
1: Um, I would, yeah, thanks. Sure. Thanks for the call. One thing I can tell you, Rod, and this is really quick advice, is that the shorter the term maturity, the safer you are if we think we're going into a higher interest rate environment, and if she's going to need that money, she wants to be safe with it. If she wants to use it for a little income, you don't have to sell. You can let the valuation go up or down. Like, AT&T is a stock that pays a dividend. Stock goes from 50 to 40, still pays its dividend. Bond fund could be at $10, goes to $9, still pays its dividend. But if you want to protect principal, you want to shorten maturities and go with the shorter funds, I myself can make a case that, she should own some bonds, but I think she should own short-term and high-quality corporate, um, maybe some municipals, but also some high-quality dividend stocks. It's one of the things I'm going to be doing at the event that's coming up. I'm going to be talking about high-quality corporate uh, investments, some strategic investment ideas tied towards preferred shares versus common shares. But, yeah, if she had just inherited this, you know, to protect principal, you'd definitely shorten the maturities or even just get out, if you think it's going to be the next two years of higher interest rates. Uh, Because as people get out, the bond manager is forced to sell. As people get out to chase higher yield, the bond manager is forced to sell, and that's not a good thing. That is not investment advice, Rod. She needs to consult with someone who gets to know her a little bit better. Thanks for the call. Think of it coming up in Santa Clara next Thursday night, seven days from now. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com, 630 to 9, next Thursday.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So
1: So Robert Schiller, Nobel laureate and Yale economist, professor, and more, he talked a bit about the new zeitgeist, the economic zeitgeist, Schiller is a pretty smart guy. One of the things that he said is the smartphone-tablet story is associated with a sense of foreboding. He's talking about technology. He says the smartphone-tablet story is associated with a sense of foreboding. For the wealth that these devices generate seems to be concentrated amongst a tiny number of tech entrepreneurs who probably live in faraway areas. These stories awaken our fears of being overtaken by others on the elect- economic ladder. And now that our phones talk to us, Apple launch Siri, the artificial voice that answers your spoken questions, they feel dread that can replace us, just as earlier waves of automation rendered more human capital obsolete. There's one thing negative about the Bay Area. We create a lot of technology that puts a lot of people out of business. And it's the last VJ, well-spoken. The S&P 500 up 6, the Dow's up 61, the NASDAQ up 13 Let's welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. He is our financial planning, our house financial planner for the show, Rob Black and Your Money. Headline reads, a robotic toilet called the NUMI. It retails for $6,400. It's a huge hit in China. The NUMI uses motion detectors and remote control to open and close its seat to flush. It also features leg-warming porcelain, built-in stereo system, and three bidet settings. $6,400. Now, I want it, but I know that I shouldn't. It's like I want a BMW, but I know that I shouldn't. Uh, expensive,
2: <laughs> expensive toys. That well, sounds like a crappy investment to me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the setup. <laughs>
1: He'll be here all weekend long. <laughs> Don't forget to save your waiters and waitresses on the way out. Um, no, again it's funny in hindsight don't you wish you can go back and, and talk to yourself and say no no don't do that don't buy like for some reason i wanted an xbox 360 i wanted to see the technology i want it to like make sure that you know if we're going to talk about investing in sony playstation 3 versus xbox it, it's a toy it's a it's a 300 waste of money for me it's something you know i don't even like console gaming but i wanted to check it out just so i knew that i could that it could talk about it um because you know now the Xbox is super big in the living room, and people are using Xbox to actually watch videos more so than play video games. So, sure. it, you know, I, I, I got some money's worth from it, but expensive toys, they, they, they're a downfall for our, our society. They're a reason we don't save enough for retirement.
2: they got to have. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a big problem in China right now, too. You know? and as they're trying to get to a co- more consumer-based economy there, um, people are saving and saving and saving so they can get that next smartphone. What's going to happen to the Chinese population? Are they going to save... Or will the communist side of their government end up taking care of them in retirement? I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to watch how China plays out over the next couple of decades.
1: I suppose I'm almost agreeing with Susie Orman. She's got that segment on Can I Afford It? Mm-hmm. And she basically tries to get the white, trashiest people on the planet to call in and say, You know, Suze, I want to get a, you know, something that's just way out of their way, like a, 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 a Rolex. Like, you should consider a Rolex when you've got a million dollars saved, but not a moment before that.
2: Yeah, I mean it's uh, again it's if you're going for depreciating assets before you've maxed out your four hundred one k to the seventeen thousand five hundred level. Yeah, you've got problems, and you're going to work till the day you die or be miserable in retirement.
1: It's funny because actually I will tell people if you're going to buy a a, a Rolex, buy a Rolex. Don't buy a four hundred dollar watch. Buy a Rolex because Rolexes will actually retail for what you paid for sometimes, but not often. But sometimes.
2: So what's the most expensive
1: toy you've ever bought that you regret?
2: Boy. I don't, you know, I think it's just. Oh, this is. So- I always, I always regret cars that I've bought. So I bought my current car. I bought used, but the the one new car that I bought just, you know, it was a depreciating asset. It felt terrible to, you know, that buyer's remorse that you get two weeks later when your kids eat in the car after you've spent a year not letting them eat in the car, and then all of a sudden it's just a, it's a mess, all that kind of a thing. So I think true. it's always cars for me. Okay. I don't buy a lot of toys because I like activities, so.
1: Okay, but your kids, do you, do you, anything you regret buying them?
2: <laughs> yeah. My, uh, nine-year-old is a Lego nut. Right. And so, um, for a, I can't remember what I think a report card or something else, he got an $80 Lego set. Right. Eighty bucks that I spent on my kid for Legos. They're yeah. expensive. Okay. And I said, you need to put this together the right way per the directions,
3: <laughs> and,
2: uh, if you do, I will I'll I will buy you another one next time, and he did it. But the second one he didn't put together. It's just in a big pile on the table, you know, and it's just a wasted $80 Lego kit.
1: Okay, so you got him a Lego kit, and then you insisted that he, he build what was on the cover of the Lego kit?
2: Well, yeah, these Lego kits, I mean, they, they have, you know, 30-page instruction booklets to build a city, like for Indiana Jones or Ninjago.
1: Okay. Nin, and what, what is
2: Ninjago? Ninjago is the latest craze in Legos. It's like these types of ninjas
1: are okay. Legos. Kids, kids love them. I learned there's Japanese Legos that are different than American Legos. I won't tell your kid that because maybe. And Legos launched
2: life. a whole form of Legos for girls, too. That I guess is kind of a flop, but we'll see. Which Legos are. They, they already are for girls. It's, I mean, how in, insulting
1: that you have to make them pink to make them for girls. Yeah. So, anything else? Um, well, you know, I can tell you areas where I've wasted money that I wish I could go back love. I can't tell you how many bottles of wine that I've spent too much money on trying to get her, you know, to be impressed by me. Yeah. yeah. Um, jewelry. I say, th- you know, there's no woman on the planet can tell the difference between a diamond and a cubic zirconium. Go cubic zirconium, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, because the other woman can't tell either. That's right. So g- g- get costume, Jewelry. And just... well, go- going back in time, I guess it would have been uh, post-nuptial agreement. <laughs> That's what I wish I would have spent money on, but I didn't. Awesome.
1: So the segment is look at the things you're spending money on. Question the things you're spending money on. You know, Does your kid need his own little iPad? Probably not. Does he need a new iPad? Probably not. Can he get the iPad 1 and get by and live and not die? Probably so. And for your kids, you probably could have got a bitchin' set of Legos off Craigslist. You probably didn't have
2: to go But That's the thing, is that you can buy all that stuff used. If it was going to end up in a pile of Legos, yeah. you could have bought a whole bunch used.
1: I saw a new business, and I'll keep this short. It's for 20-year-old girls that basically... You give three bosses to another girl after you're done with three bosses and it's like swapping of clothes. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. I don't know if it's practical in reality, but um, I love the ideas. And they're doing the same thing with kids' toys, where you can basically... It's kind of like a Netflix. For 20 bucks a month, we'll send you, you know, three sets of toys for your kids. You send them back, we'll send you more sets of toys.
2: Thomas the Tank Engine. That's where I wasted, you know, spend a ton of money on for my kids. Thomas the Tank. Yep. I think it was
1: uh, Thomas the Train, but that's neither here nor there. You're listening to... CFP Chad Burton, you can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Teach calls on the air. It's 800 516 1220. Big of it coming up with CFP Chad Burton in Santa Clara at the Walmart. I'm doing a story right now about Walmart. At the Marriott. Next Thursday, one week from today, you can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's on retirement, income, dividends, picking stocks, and more. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black. It's one Thursday from today, 639. Uh, hope to see you there. And if you want to sign up for the newsletter, it's free. You can sign up at robblack.com right now.
0: of financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. AM 1220 KDOW Traffic.
4: Taking a look at the Bay Bridge in this Bay Area update, um, brought to you by Garmin. Still backed up into the maze. Metering lights are on. And traffic on Westbound 80, just a little bit of slow traffic headed down through Richmond as you make your way to the Toll Plaza. And Westbound 580 slowing a little bit to, from 24 out to the maze. <laughs> northbound 280 still be going San Jose from Bird out to Lawrence Expressway. Still delays getting into San Francisco. Northbound 280 between the 19th Avenue turn off and 101. And northbound 101 slowing past Candlestick Park all the way up to Caesar Chavez. Rolling in traffic south on 101 from Broadway out to Hillsdale. And we have traffic in the South Bay Westbound 237. Stopping go from 880 all the way out to 101. Hey, traffic? Don't hate. Drive happy. Get a Garmin Newbie with subscription-free HD digital traffic. And avoid traffic and construction delays with updates delivered as often as every 30 seconds. Drive with Garmin, the most trusted name in GPS. For more traffic information, log on to Sigalert.com. I'm John Wu with your Bay Area traffic.
2: Hey. It's Flint Lockwood here from Swallow Falls. My friends and I have just discovered these amazing living foodimals. But wait, we've also discovered a crisis that needs our help. According to my calculations, one in five kids in America struggles with hunger. That's almost 17 million kids. Our mission is to help solve hunger by teaming up with the Feeding America Network to get food to kids facing hunger in communities across the country.
1: Feeding America is a nationwide network of food banks, helping connect children and families who face hunger to billions of pounds of food, reaching shelters, schools, and community centers in every county in America, including yours. Help Flint and the Feeding America Network of Food banks get food to the people who need it in your community. Find your local Feeding America food bank at feedingamerica.org slash hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, padres de hijos con asma. Aquí están los Respira Fácil con otro de tus hits favoritos. No fumes en casa.
4: No fumes en el carro. No fumes en casa.
0: Prevenir los ataques de asma puede ser tan simple como hacer que tu casa y tu carro sean zonas libres de humo. Y para nuestro próximo pedido, ¡wow! ¡Esto sí que es una sorpresa! Los Respira Fácil con otro de sus hits. ¡Aspira el piso! el piso para mantener tu casa libre de polvo, gaspa de animales domésticos y ácaros. Para más información de cómo prevenir los ataques de aspa, visita noattack.org. Un mensaje de EPA y el App Council.
1: EPA.com.
0: Great Oil and Filter Specials at CarQuest Auto Parts. Get five quarts of Pennzoil Oil conventional motor oil and a CarQuest red oil filter for just $19.99 after mail-in rebate. Upgrade to Pennzoil Oil high-mileage oil and a CarQuest red oil filter for $21.99 after rebate. Or five quarts of Pennzoil Oil platinum full synthetic oil and a Bosch Premium Plus oil filter for $32.99. Now through March 29th at participating CarQuest Auto Park stores. Vote in, vote in to The Real Estate Report with Tony Mendez. This is Tony Mendez from The Real Estate Report here on KDOW. Listen in on Thursday nights, 6 to 7, for your insights into the ever-changing real estate market. Get updates on the Bay Area local markets, inventory reports, interviews with local professionals, and much, much more. Whether you're an investor, homeowner, or you're looking to buy, we hit all of the issues that empower you to make the right decision. The Real Estate Report with Tony Mendez. Part of Money 2.0, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Here on AM 1220
3: KDOW. Okay.
0: So Hi there. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM1220, KDOW and iHeart radio station.)
1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Don't be shy. March Madness is on. Hopefully, you get some time off to enjoy. Stretch your legs and um, breathe a little bit. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800 1220 You're listening to AM 1220, KDOW. I'm doing an event Thursday evening, one week from today, in Santa Clara at the Marriott, 2700 Mission College Boulevard, It's from 630 to 9, a lot of essentials in it, a lot of things that you need to know. Uh, You don't want to outlive your savings, and most of us are, and that's going to stink. But you were warned. Um, Some top stories today, jobless claims in the United States held last week near a four-month low, good. Unemployment benefits held last week near the lowest level in almost four months, that's good Why? Well, I still don't have a job. Well, d- at least we're not losing more jobs and making it even tougher for when you do get that opportunity is the idea. It's a big world, right? Sales of existing homes in the U.S. fell to the lowest level since 2012. Kind of had some good news in it, kind of had some bad news in it, but ultimately it's a sign that there's some slowing. The slowing has been happening since middle of last year. It reflects a pickup in borrowing costs, climbing affordability. A good friend of mine and her husband just found out that they're being kicked out of their home because the owner wants to sell, and someone came in and put in a bid way over what was asked. And they're like, "What are we going to?" They don't have a clue what they're going to do. What they can afford? The rental market's gone up in the four or five years they've been living in that home, so wherever they're looking at, they're spending more money. Um, sales of existing homes in the U.S. fell to their lowest level since 2012. Uh, That's not the end of the world, but what Janet Yellen said should cause some, you know, fear a little bit. Now, she said two things. One, that short-term interest rates are going to start rising in 2015. So that gives you about a year for the market to start figuring out, you know, these interest rates are incredibly low. Take advantage of it now, because if you lock in an incredibly low interest rate over 30 years, you'll probably do okay. Now, the opposite thing that she said that said things could actually go higher sooner in prices is she said there's household formations on the rise now household formation it's kind of as simple as it sounds kid's living at home with his mom and dad kid decides to move out with his friend Eric You know, Eric was living with his mom and dad and they move in with Steve who already had a big place that's another household formation so especially if they all get a new place um, household formation. Sometimes, you know, during a bad economy, this was interesting to me today to learn the statistic: vasectomies rise during a bad economy, and it was tied towards that whole story that I read about March Madness and how today is the busiest day of the year. I guess maybe yesterday, but I, I don't know. But the urologist said that you know his number of procedures are actually down since 2008, 2009, 2010. As a good economy, people feel better and maybe they want to make babies. Wild stuff, right? So Starbucks and Oprah are teaming up for a tea venture. $90 billion global tea market. Wow. Tea's the only drink that's consumed more than water in the world. Time Warner Cables CEO, you know, if this whole Comcast Time Warner thing goes through, how much do you think the CEO's golden parachute is? If the deal goes through, is it 20 million? Higher. It's like the bad episode of Price Is Right. Forty million higher, sixty million higher, seventy-nine point nine million dollars. If the merger of a number one with number two happens, he's not the only one making out. CFOs twenty-seven point one million, the CTO sixteen point three million, the COO eleven point seven million. Beats Music said so they sold a thousand uh, subscribers a day a month in a month, so. That's okay. Signing up 1,000 people a day to get up to 28,000 people in the first month for a $9.99 music service. There's a lot of free trials and some things that are going on in there that kind of make it not the easiest to ascertain. But when you look at it, 28,000 is a relatively small number. But we'll see. I guess it's a good start. Google spoke at, or Google CEO Larry Page spoke at TED yesterday. And he talked about, you know, if everyone made their medical records available for scientists to research, keep the identity anonymous, anonymous, give researchers the data, he thinks we'd save 100,000 lives annually. He talked about the number one cause of death for people under 34 is car accidents. Self-driving cars would automatically save lives to, the, to our children, to the people we love the most. And it's going to get a huge rebuttal from cabbies, from limo drivers, Any uh, drugstores can now deliver drugs to your mom and dad, so your mom and dad are too old to get up and go. You don't want your mom and dad driving. Drugs can be delivered straight to the house and just walk out to the car. And it's fascinating to listen to Paige talk, because one of the other things that he said in this this conversation was he talked about um, how how he doesn't want to give his money to his children or to, to, to charity. He said he'd rather give his billions of dollars to Elon Musk, who wants to like figure out a, a game plan for the U.S. or for the world to survive, a backup by somehow inhabiting Mars, or the solar angle, or the electric car angle. So Larry Page said, I'd rather give my billions to a capitalist than to give it to charitable. Now, again, that was meant to be aggressive, Uh, Because certainly you don't hate charities. He could have said coming in number two would be charitable or philanthropic. Anyway. Um, Other big stories of note today. Anheuser-Busch has picked uh, Hard Cider as a new beverage. It's a category that saw 78% jump in sales at retail last year as well as a big jump in restaurants. Disney's teamed up with IMAX for more Marvel movies. This is the way that movie theaters can get us to spend because you can't have a 100-foot screen in your house that's your Larry Page. Um, So more films from Disney and uh, Marvel are going to be developed for IMAX. And that helps IMAX. And a lot of IMAX screens aren't true IMAX. They're retrofitted old screens to make them look better and sound better, but they're not true IMAX. If you could ever seek out a true IMAX uh, experience, do. Walmart's having a big sale to get you into the stores. Uh, Lawnmowers, 30 to 50% off. So that's pretty good. They're gonna include sixty essentials. So if you're going to be buying any goods for your yard, good time to do it this weekend at at Walmart, if you like with the Walmart business model. There's a story that I'm developing that I haven't quite figured out how to put together, but it's talking about cyber criminals and cyber gangs inside of California and how much international crime comes Criminal elements come to California or work through California because of our wealth and our innovation. From long-time running trafficking in drugs, guns, people, cybercrime is now going after businesses and financial institutions. It's something you don't want to lead the world in, but California has a big problem with so much innovation. You know, It's pretty obvious of what can happen in those type of scenarios. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 516 1220. To get your calls in the air, it's 800 516 1220. Texer. 3D printers. We've heard the story about a guy who can make a gun out of plastic and get it on a plane because it's not metal. We've heard about 3D printer stories where guys made a fake leg that fits him perfectly. And 3D automation, CAD software. Anyway, there's a company called X1 Stratasys 3D Systems. They're all getting hit today. And this was a small story, and when it when it happened, I was like, that's kind of big. But it was done in a very passive way. Meg Whitman, CEO of HP, said, we'll, we'll get in there. We'll, we'll be in that space this year. So now you get to see the guys who developed it, the small guys, can they compete with the big boys? Lenar, big home builder, at first quarter earnings beat expectations. They remain optimistic. Lenar is a big luxury home builder, and their first quarter went very well. Some people would say luxury does well, and good economies, bad economies, because, well, you're wealthy. Yesterday, Janet Yellen spoke. The markets did not like what they heard. I'm not going to, you know, jump up and down and say, you know, she's to blame, she's to blame. I'm going to jump up and down and watch the March Madness today, take a load off. But she's got kind of a, a vague style to her when she was trying to explain some of her policy directives. But it carried a very precise reminder that the target federal funds rate is expected to stay lower than normal for a long time, but that it's also going to be going up at some point. And she actually kind of put a, a springtime 2015. So I thought that was interesting. The market really reacted strongly to that. Initial claims this morning, pretty good. Philadelphia Fed Index showing us uh, economic conditions out of that part of the country was better than expected, so we got some good things going. Rate-sensitive utilities are getting hit today on the higher treasury yields. Apple a little bit lower. Um, Again, no big story there. Biotech shares remain in uh, weakness today. If you look at a biotech index, um, the ETF IBB, it's lower. So it's failed to make a big run recently. I still like the financial stocks big report coming out today on the health of banks in the United States. You'll see some winners come off that report. I'm going to be sending out an email winner today in my newsletter tied towards financials. If you want to sign up for it, go to robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Don't forget, next Thursday I'm going to be doing an event in the Sheraton Hotel in Santa Clara on retirement and dividends. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com next Thursday, the 27th, 630 to 9.
0: Am 1220 KDOW traffic.
4: Things spinning out at the main.